Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 254. Our very special guest today is Wallace. The indie rock musician and fellow jazz school dropout was recently in the country supporting the 1975, and we caught up with her backstage while in Adelaide. Before we get into our chat with Wallace, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and that you're following us across all of our socials. Details for all can be found within the show notes of this episode. Our guest today is Wallace. We previously had the LA-based indie rock musician on the podcast back in early 2021 in support of her debut EP, Off the Rails, and things have just been going gangbusters since for her. That same year, she signed to the indie label Dirty Hit, which is the home of artists like The 1975 and Bia Badoobie. She released a second EP, and she was also named an artist to watch by both Vogue and The New York Times. She returned in early April of this year with a brand new single in the form of Best Friend and the announcement of a forthcoming third EP entitled Mr. Big Shot, which is due out in late June. Wallace was recently touring around Australia as the support act for the 1975's Australian tour, and we did have the opportunity to sit down with her and chat while she was here. In today's episode, we are talking to Wallace about touring and how she remains sane. We also discuss what she watches while on the road. If you do remember our previous episode with Wallace, we did both discuss our mutual love of the short-lived TV series High Fidelity, so we kind of catch up on what Wallace has been watching since. We talk about this brand-new forthcoming EP, Mr Big Shot, which, by the way, is very, very good. Um, And we talk to her about what it was like signing to Dirty Hit and the songwriting process for this EP. We do also discuss whether Wallace will be returning to Australia anytime soon, which, good news for any fans of Wallace, she is returning to Australia later this year. It's been some exciting news that we've had to keep secret for a few weeks now, but um, we do have a chat with her about those forthcoming dates of her return back to Oz. All of Wallace's socials and info on those tour dates can be found within the show notes of this episode, and we want to say a massive thank you to Rachel from Dirty Hit for her help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Wallace. Please welcome back to This Song Is Yours, Wallace. Hello. Hello. How are we? I'm good. Thanks for having me. (laughs) My absolute pleasure. Um, I don't know if you would remember. um, Actually, firstly, welcome to Australia. We're sitting here in Adelaide. 
Thank today. you. Yeah, it's my first time here. I got here Friday, perhaps? Nope, Thursday really late. Well, I went to Perth first. Yes, And it yes. was sleepy vibes because <laughs> it was a good Friday, which I've never had any city I was in celebrate that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing just before we started recording, um, we've picked a really interesting time to start the tour because everything's closed for public holidays while you're here. Um, how has the first few days of the tour been so far? Yeah. Well, I actually, my first date with 1975 was in Bangkok last week. Yes. That was crazy because I, I was so nervous. That was my biggest show. And this tonight is my, my now my biggest show. <laughs> They're beating that one. And then it's just going to get bigger and bigger, which is scary. But it'll be chill. Um, but that was really cool. And I'm excited to be here. It's really, it's been really nice weather. Yeah. And I'm from LA. So usually I'm, I have really nice weather, Mm -hmm. but, uh, last month I was doing like a U.S. tour. So we're in very cold, cold climates. So I'm happy to be in the sun. Of course. Well, I'm glad we could provide something for you. Even if the shops aren't open, um, as you just mentioned, I think, yeah, the, was it the Thailand show was the first arena that you've done? Yeah. Yeah, how was that like? It was really crazy, like, like walking on for sound check, seeing how big it was. I was, like, shaking in my boots. <laughs> and then once I, pl- like, started playing the show, I was like, why is my voice so, like, nervous? Like, I felt okay, <laughs> but my voice was, like, not there with me. And then, like, halfway through, I was like, okay, this is it's the same show. It's the same thing. What's Why am I in my head? I'm, I'm making it so different. You're building it up more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because the show in Perth was, like, 5,500 people. Mm. And then this, I think, is, like, 11,000. So it's, like, double. Yeah. But the, the one on 5,500, I wasn't nervous at all. I was like, this is chill. And then Just nerves. another day in the <laughs> office. But then today I'm a little bit nervous again. <laughs> I love the like cavalier kind of, it's just another day. It's great. <laughs> yeah, 5,500, nothing. Even though I don't usually play those that big of places. Uh, I'm sure that I think, well, as you said, that this is just going to become the norm for you. I feel like that this is pretty exciting. I know that um, for anyone who's not aware of listening to the podcast, that you are here supporting the 1975 um, and that there are lots of people that I've seen on social media really excited to come early and see yourself. What has the, I guess, the social engagement with Australian fans been like so far? Well, I've only had the one Australian show um, and then I also try to do, like, Instagram Live when I, like, get ready for shows. And so usually when I'm on Instagram Live, it's the complete wrong time for Australia. So now <laughs> it's, like, Australians are awake mm. and I have more Australian fans than I thought. And I, being an opener, like, you don't really expect that, fa- like, the room that you're playing to know your music but it's nice to see at least a couple comments and messages where they're like, I'm going to be seeing you on Wednesday. <laughs> like, okay, at least one person knows <laughs> one song. Because <laughs> it's especially with, like, I mean, any opening show, but, like, 1975, they're, like, diehard fans. And so sometimes it's the vibe. I can see it in some people. They're like, <laughs> okay, let's get going. Where's Maddie? 
but um, hopefully I win some more people over every night. I reckon you'll be. I did see some footage from the Perth show, and it seems that like that there were people really getting into it who very much they got into. Um, 23, they got into um, a number of songs off the previous two EPs. Um, before we get to the news of a brand new EP, which you announced last week, um, I did want to touch on very quickly, because you are, you've toured halfway across the world. I believe that you're touring further once this tour is kind of done. Um, I don't know if you remember, you and I spoke around the support of your first EP off the rails in 2021. And we were speaking at the time about how criminally uh, underrated High Fidelity was, the, sh- the TV show, and why, for whatever reason, they cancelled it, which is terrible. Um, but I'm curious, while you're on tour, what is it that kind of gets you through? Because there's lots of airports, there's lots of travelling, lots of hotel rooms. Um, I was just watching, I just finished it on the plane like two days, three days ago, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really fun because it's like weird that it's about a fake. Do you have you watched it at all, or do you know about it? I've I know the premise of it. I haven't yeah, watched yeah. all of it yet. Yeah. So it's like about a f- fake band that's never existed, but it's like Fleetwood Mac vibes in mm. the seventies, <laughs> and like they eventually like tour arenas and stuff. And I'm like, it's it was like funny that that just came, sorry touch that just came out, and like now I'm gonna be. Touring arenas. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, and that was fun. I love sh- shows, watching TV. We've been watching Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. A couple nights, like our, our band group session of watching <laughs> Love is Blind. Um, and I just started Swarm. Oh, I've, yes, that's on my Amazon list as well. well. We just watched so one episode on the plane yesterday. And it was really good. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. All right. I'm excited, excited to watch yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely adding that to like putting the priority up to the top of the list. Um, as we mentioned, there is a brand new EP that has been announced for yourself. Uh, it is called Mr. Big Shot. It is out the end of June, if I'm correct. Um, I think so. I don't I, I believe think so. around June. I'm going to say <laughs> June 23rd, if that's a Friday, whatever that Friday is. Oh, um, that's congratulations. News to me. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when things come out. <laughs> but like we were on tour last uh, last month, and best friend just came out last week, and on that tour I was like, this song's coming out soon. <laughs> what day? April something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited. This EP we started writing. Uh, I mean, one of the songs is a lot older than the rest, but uh, this most of this EP was written in um, or started in London last year when I was there for a couple of shows and just did a bunch of sessions because my label Dirty Hit is based out there and so they have a studio we're working out of for a bit um, so the songs have been written for a while now like almost a year but then we finally finished them up it feels like a long time but really a year is not that long for some people to make music <laughs> um, but we finished those up in like by the end of the year last year. So I'm glad that they're finally coming out. Um, the first one was Best Friend. And this EP is the first one that I've, or the first time that I've worked with other producers and writers. Um, no, producers and not really writers. <laughs> <laughs> but they do write sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it's all classifications. Um, rather than the first two EPs, I've just, I just made with Marinelli. 
who I've known since I was like 10, mm -hmm. I always talk about. He's like one of my best friends as well. And then after I started them with other producers, then he comes in and like makes them cohesive with the rest of my work. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this next EP is called Mr. Big Shot. And I'm really excited about it. I am very excited as well. Um, your label was very kind enough to send through a copy. So thank you for that. Um, and we had a listen to it. Uh, I've been listening to it the last few days. And sonically, I think this is like the the most like alternative Rocky that, you, that you've been. Like, yeah, I think so. It yeah. goes a little harder. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps you could say that. There, were, um, there was, what was it? There was, I don't want to give away too much because one, I want fans to be surprised. Too, I don't want to get in trouble with the label. Obviously, <laughs> um, there was one song that had elements of um, car seat headrest. There was one song that uh, reminded me of like in Rainbow's era Radiohead. Oh, definitely. Yeah, um, uh, that's one we play on tour right now. Uh, we in this opening set. I assume that no, no one like. I go in no, thinking no one knows my music anyway, so I'm playing some new songs. <laughs> anyway, there's like three off the new EP that we're playing. Yeah, three. Okay, cool. But one of them's best friend, so two of them now are not out yet. Um, and one of them is that... I mean, I've listened to Radiohead since I was little. It's like my probably all-time favorite band. And so we definitely just ripped it off. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear rip-offs of Radiohead throughout all my music, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to complain, though. Like, that's still a great thing. Um, when you are, I guess, when you're in the studio working with those producers and writers, as you said, is it that you have clear sonic inspirations that are on in the background or will you take a song that you've written and kind of go, I want it to sound like this whatever band it may be song? I guess sometimes you go in a studio and you have like one or two days with a random producer you've never met um, but usually I like their work if I'm working with them and sometimes it, the the question like usually it starts off with like uh like maybe like 20 minutes to an hour of just like talking and like what's up getting to know each other and then they're like well should we make some music <laughs> like what have you been listening to recently and then I think I can't remember necessarily what I was listening to at this time but I could probably look at my, like, Spotify liked and, like, pinpoint <laughs> direct references, kind of. Um, sometimes it's like that, or a lot of the time, too, I just start, like, jamming with whoever I'm with. Like, uh, Marinelli will put, like, a drum beat, and then I'll just, like, noodle around on the guitar or something, or he'll do the keys. Um, but I don't necessarily go in thinking that often. Like, oh, I want to do a song like this. But Best Friend, actually? No, I take that back. Best Friend, I think, was, like, one of the few... Maybe the only song where I ha I did come in with, like, I want to make a song like this. Because I was, like... Okay, this is before he got cancelled, but Rex Orange County. <laughs> I don't actually ever listen to him. But he does... Ha I did ha hear, like, one song... And I don't even know what song it was, but it was, like, it made you want to, like, put a lighter up and, like, <laughs> do this. <laughs> Like, wave your hand in the air, like flashlights at a concert. And I was like, I want to make a song where people want to do that and sing along. And I don't know if this is that song, but I, you know, yeah, you I can, can kind of hear yeah, it. 100%. <laughs> I think especially, um, oh, I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm going to get the musical theory of it wrong. Oh, but it's like in the chorus, how it's like going, 
I'm not even going to sing. It's embarrassing to sing someone else's song in front of them. But how, like, in the chorus. (laughs) Do it. I want to hear it. For anyone who can't see, Wells just got the most menacing look. Um, How it's, like, going down the... (laughs) I can't describe it. Um, Best friend... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very sorry that I had to put you through that. Um, But, like, I can see that that working quite well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, do you remember what, I guess, inspired the lyrics behind Best Friends? Because we've been talking about the sonics, but what was, I guess, the the lyrical inspiration for that song? A lot of, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this song through friendship or, like, romantic partnership. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for eight years since we're in high school, so it's not about romantic heartbreak, but it is actually, like, about... <laughs> various friendships I think a lot of my music can I purposely make it almost sound romantic but really it is about like lost friendships rather than because I don't have like lost romantic relationships Mm -hmm. um but this is about like I can pinpoint like three friendships that have just like grown apart or falling out kind of thing and sometimes you think about them and you like even though you know it's like in the past it's not something you need to, you should should focus on, but there's still like elements of everyone that's in your past that you can miss easily. 100%. <laughs> Is it, um, when you are lyrically writing about, I guess, relationships and trying to make it both in a general sense and also, as you said, being with your partner for a long period of time, um, with those kind of songs I guess is it difficult to to have a feeling about something and then try and generalize it or is it you would take it to your partner and he'll be like what what the hell no he has <laughs> he plays guitar on most of the music like uh, he records yeah. guitar on a lot of our <laughs> my music too um I think it if you really do listen to it, it it isn't like romantic uh and I it, I don't necessarily alter it to sound I mean I can't like, they're in. If the lyrics are like written out, I'd be like, oh well, actually this, 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 but, or it's just like, for fun. Um, but also on this EP, which one? I think like two of them are kind of like, my version of like a love song. Mm-hmm. Like they're, yeah. I don't think I can say the name yet though. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we won't push for it. We'll, we can play it out I later. Can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would love to know, I guess, the inspiration of, like, what brought you to songwriting to begin with and lyric writing. Because I know, I think when we spoke previously, we did discuss your introduction to music. I think it was the, um, oh, my God, not clarinet. It was the um, recorder and the trumpet that first got you. that's a good memory. I I try. (laughs) That was really good. (laughs) They let me in the door for some reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I grew up playing instruments more like classical training but it was like public school so I never took it like too seriously Mm -hmm. um I mean obviously I did though because that's my job now so (laughs) I took it more seriously than some (laughs) but uh when I was like probably 11 or 12 I have had like the same keyboard since I was like two for some reason it's just like a cheap Yamaha keyboard and I learned to play like chords on it just through looking up online. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What piano notes were, and then I had my, my musical knowledge already, so I, I kind of taught myself piano, which is not that hard to do if you know a little bit of music, I think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I made a song about the boy who didn't love me back in middle school because I liked him for a long time and he mm-hmm. never liked me back. <laughs> Where is he now, huh? Not with the I don't know. He doesn't have a, a social media presence, which is so irritating. <laughs> I want to see. Just curious. Yeah. Um, but I made, like, I wrote a song about him not loving me back and my mom was like, this is amazing. <laughs> And so she's always, like, supported me and been like, you have a gift. (laughs) And then that's when I went to, like, performing arts high school and started singing. Like, actually. Because before that, I was just, like, I never thought I would sing. I was just a cello player Mm -hmm. for most of the time. Yeah. Mentioning the cello, and I think um, the other thing we mentioned last time um, when we spoke was... I think you and I share a mutual we both dropped out of um, you dropped out of jazz school I dropped out of music university here but for jazz so I say I say the same same <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, do you find that any of that those classical elements uh, that you learnt somewhere and some of those jazz elements somewhere maybe lost retained in the back of the brain ever kind of come out in the music that you're making now for Wallace I think so I think sometimes the way I sing or can find what chord should come next is definitely music theory based or just yeah music theory mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes like the way I sing could be a little a little jazzy <laughs> and it's also really funny too like my band is all jazz musicians like that's how they I mean they aren't necessarily jazz no they are they're jazz musicians like my drummer studied jazz drumming and then switched to art history major but he still like studied jazz drumming at USC and then my boyfriend has a studio jazz, Cal, my guitar player has <laughs> a studio jazz degree and then Alina who plays bass for me now uh, studied jazz guitar but has an environmental science degree so they all kind of are other than Cal, kind of jazz school dropouts in a way but they also have degrees I love that though. It's kind of like a shared. Um, oh, what's the word? There's, there's. I feel like there's like almost like a uh, a language spoken between all of you that you can kind yeah, of share. Yeah, yeah. Like I think uh, it makes them able to learn music really quickly compared to maybe just someone who's like a self-taught guitar player who could be really good, but mm-hmm. just knowing the theory behind it really helps. Sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. The, the EP is coming out, uh, you mentioned before, on, on Dirty Hit. Um, this is the other thing I wanted to congratulate you on because, yeah, since that last time we spoke, um, you signed to Dirty Hit, which is the home of the 1975, um, Bia Badoobie, uh, oh, gosh, uh, Rena, 
Sadayama, Sadayama, uh, Japanese um, House. Japanese House. I'm trying to list all of them now, um, but I won't go through. <laughs> no, all. keep going. Um, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this is a test, um, which is which is a huge deal. Congratulations on that, because I Thank imagine you. that that's a very exciting kind of um, yeah uh, I mean, step to take as an artist. It was obviously a huge decision of who to sign with. A lot of people hold out for a long time before they choose a label, um, but Dirty Hit said all the right things to me. <laughs> And I really love everyone who works there. And even now, I've been with them for like a year and a half, which is crazy. And they've supported all my dreams. And I don't have any complaints, honestly. <laughs> and that's, I think that's very rare for someone to say about their label. 100%. And I'm opening for 1975, which is insane. And I opened for Biba Doobie last year, so I don't think that would have... It's like a, like a, a family, yeah. <laughs> family affair. I was going to comment on that because it does seem like, um, what was it? One of the one of the first ever bands like um, in twenty twenty that we had on the podcast was Black Star Kids mm-hmm. um, signed to Dirty Hit, um, and it seems like there is this real community kind of base. Like Maddie and Beer did vocals on one of their things. I think everyone kind of shares, not shares what's the right word it does seem like it is a very collaborative kind of a label to be attached to yeah i'm not british so i don't necessarily feel i'm like a cousin <laughs> i'm like a cousin across the sea <laughs> okay but like uh the other day maddie maddie and george came up and they're like how are you how, how are you going mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they're very sweet and i've met maddie once before this but I mean, he's, like, a superstar. He doesn't necessarily have to come up and say... Like, you would think that's, like, the decent thing to do, but not everyone does that at shows and stuff. Um, and him, he was very sweet. Were you... Uh, <laughs> which is lovely to hear. I'm very glad to hear that, because I think... Um, he has an interesting reputation. <laughs> <laughs> but he's very sweet. <laughs> um, were you a 1975 fan before... Well, I guess before Dirty Hit, but before landing this tour? Yes, somewhat, maybe middle ground. Um, you knew some <laughs> no, no, no. songs. I, I definitely, I mean, I didn't necessarily listen to them growing up. Um, my bass player did. and then, But also it's really funny, like, Marinelli, who has produced all my stuff, is a diehard 1975 <laughs> stan, or was growing up at least. So he always says, he's like, it's so funny that you're opening up for them and you sign to, like, their label because... I've been trying to rip off their music in your music the entire time. And I was like, but I never it's like really... full circle. Yeah, and I love this this new album. Like, also, as a live band, they're amazing. I think that even the older songs that I hadn't listened to, like, I really enjoy mm-hmm. watching these last two shows. And we'll probably watch the show every night on tour. Like, of course, <laughs> 12 yeah. times. <laughs> Is there anything that you've seen... I know we're only two shows in, it's kind of unfair to ask this, um, that you've seen in their live show that you kind of want to apply or put into your own live show. I mean, I saw also their, like, their US tour mm-hmm. in oh, of course. November. Yeah. That was with, like, the full set. They couldn't bring an entire house here somehow, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one was really incredible. Like, it was almost like a Broadway stage set. And, yeah. like, that's really cool and how they utilize that. Um, 
but just like the other night it was uh in Perth it was Maddie's birthday and they did like a bunch of old songs that they I don't think they usually play and everyone was so hyped for it it was really fun (laughs) to see um but I like in their show they kind of keep it they like kind of have like a surprise every night because doing the same set every night does get tiring and boring Mm -hmm. like even this set we're running we did almost the same set for the last month and so I'm kind of like how do I spice this up (laughs) but like in Thailand they brought this guy brought a sign that said let me play guitar on robbers yes and he literally was like can you actually play okay come up and he had him play guitar (laughs) on stage just this like random guy and that was really fun like it really made it fun to just even see him and I was thinking when that happened I was like I was been so nervous today how did this guy just get up on stage and play guitar um and then the other night I think it was just a completely new set even though they've been because they have ha- been touring this album for a while now yeah um I just like the like spontaneity yeah, yeah yeah which a lot of live shows don't have anymore mm. I feel like they used to rock and roll used to <laughs> I'm gonna go outside and give one of the people lining up a sign saying let me play guitar in 23 <laughs> yeah and watch them and they're run. not gonna know how to play gonna like... <laughs> I'm gonna teach them that as well I'll be out front for a while um that was the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on on songwriting before we um uh talk about uh, talk more about touring was I think in this new EP there was one song which I'm please forgive me actually I'm not even sure if I can mention it so maybe I won't but in this song you mentioned uh, approaching 25 and you mm-hmm. self-reference your old song 23 no I think we could say this one because I played it live a couple times okay it's called quarter life yes yeah, quarter life crisis yeah yeah um uh what is it like when you're kind of because I feel like dirty hit that's the other thing is that a number of their acts, especially young Matthew Healy, um, are quite self-referential. How does that process, or I guess in terms of like looking at it, how did you stum- come across writing that line or that, that kind of structure sentence, sentence structure, sorry? Uh, I think a lot of my music is kind of self-deprecating. I don't, I try not to take myself too seriously because I don't think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to be funny. Um, yeah, the line is, now I'm pushing 25, and now I am 25, as of last week. Yes. This song Happy was birthday. written prior. <laughs> um, but I think it's funny also, like, 23, uh, is my most streamed song, and I sing it every night at the end, and I say I can't wait to be 23 when I'm 25, I'll sing it until <laughs> I'm probably, maybe after 30 I'll retire it or once another song <laughs> kicks it out of the the top stream for me um but it's kind of weird because at times I think like I am very young as a 25 year old in the world but in the music industry it's really easy to feel old fast I think just like a music industry acting like all the entertainment mm-hmm. um, it's weird mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like especially turning 25 seeing about 23 every day um, but I think I I'm worried recently that I'm not like growing 
it's obviously always in in my head like when I take a look back and see it's like clearly there's <laughs> a little growth there but it's easy to think I don't know what I'm talking about right now <laughs> <laughs> no I appreciate that maybe um maybe where are we in another eight years time you can do like um what Taylor Swift has done like Taylor's <laughs> version you can do like Wallace's version 33 <laughs> yeah. or like whatever it may be um We've just been talking about songwriting and touring, um, and I believe it is announced that you are also coming back to Australian shores in October to play South by Southwest and your own shows. I don't think it's announced, but it should be in these next. By the time this is up, yes. Sure. By the time this yeah, is up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a couple shows of my own, which is crazy. I always, whenever I, we just put up like a whole bunch of shows in the UK and the US of mm. my own headline tour, and I. Before that, I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to come. <laughs> and so even still, like, <laughs> who's going to come to those? <laughs> uh, hopefully they do. people do come. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I am sure I, people... Hopefully I'll, I'll make some new fans, too. 100%. I just, like, can't think about how people would, like, live so far away from me and still listen to my music, you know? <laughs> I, I, well, which is which is fair though. Like, I can imagine it's a strange thought to be sitting on one side of the world and thinking whatever you've come up with in your bedroom in the lounge room studio is now resonating with people in like in Thailand in yeah as we sit here in Adelaide, Australia. In Australia, Thailand. I had an interview last month, like on the phone, and the girl was in India, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so excited to interview." Like, I'm interview you I'm a little bit nervous I told my friends and we were all freaking out I was like <laughs> what like multiple people <laughs> not just only you like that's crazy <laughs> I did mention to a few people that um, I was coming to speak to you today and they were very excited and there were multiple so again <laughs> similar to India even just with Adelaide There's at Australia. least five oh at, I'm gonna say at least, at least a good ten <laughs> at least a good ten yeah I um, think I could sell ten tickets I am confident in ten <laughs> I have no doubt those shows are going to sell out. We'll, we might catch up later in October and do this again, okay, and I'm yeah. sure that there'll be a um, sold-out signs all across those posters. Yeah, um, I am very excited for you because it is. it does look like a really comprehensive touring schedule that you have for the next it sure six is. to ten months. I'm not home much. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dog last year, and she's living, like I got her to my mom's. And my mom's like, oh, you're going to get her in June, right? I was like, oh, <laughs> like July, maybe August. What kind of dog? I got a, uh, she's like a four, uh, I guess you guys don't know pounds here. Because she's small. She's mm-hmm. a pit bull. But she's not like a big, beefy pit bull. Maybe, let me guess kilograms. 18 kilograms. Okay. So smaller. Yeah. She's not. Quite like, small. Yeah. Yeah. And I got her in August. I was like, oh, I'm home for a little bit. Let me foster a dog. Obviously, it's not a foster dog. Obviously, I was going to adopt her. <laughs> um, but I miss her very much. Oh, that's... Well, hopefully, you do get to spend some time with your dog <laughs> yeah. um, when you're home. But I am very excited to tour. Like, it literally is a dream come true uh, that I've wanted for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy that people spend their money to come see me. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you do... I guess that keeps you sane while you're on the road in terms of like could be rituals it could be just things to read or more so photos whatever it is that keeps you I don't really read too much (laughs) (laughs) I brought three books and I've read 
fourth of one. Okay. <laughs> um, I am really lucky my boyfriend's on tour with me. That makes it so much easier. Yeah. So, like, on planes and stuff, it's not like you're next to two strangers. I always get to sit next to him <laughs> and, like, invade his personal space, and he's very sweet, and he lets me. Um, I have a heating pad. Mm-hmm. I love heating pads. Mm-hmm. I truly think I'm, like, cooking my back every night. I think I'll have... <laughs> spine problems when I'm old because <laughs> it's like there's no way this is good for you but it's so cozy <laughs> um and I have so much stuff it's stressful every day but I love having my stuff with me like clothes mm-hmm. I love clothes that's, that's probably fair. what keeps me sane yeah no 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 that's fair <laughs> I appreciate all of that um uh, Wallace usually uh like we would ask I guess what they're currently listening to at the moment as we discussed you on planes trains kind of Always in transit. Let me look what I'm listening to. Easy. I like the new Lana Del Rey album. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been listening to some house music. Okay. When we're in the like van in the U.S., sometimes there's like 11-hour drives, and it's really easy to get tired <laughs> of listening to the same indie music all the time because that's only what I listen to usually. Um, so we had like we'd be like okay this next we joke like this next hour is house hour mm-hmm. and just like put on a long house song <laughs> um, and then I really this song in particular Ventura Highway by America mm-hmm. really solid going hard um, there's a lot of new releases this last week mm-hmm. like Blonde Shell's album yes fantastic record uh, Oscar Lang's new song. My label mate I was and, say. and friend. Yes. And I'll choose one more. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know. Those are those are what I choose. All very solid picks still. All very, very solid <laughs> choices. Um, Wallace, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and congrats on the brand new single Best Friend and the brand new EP, which is coming out in June, Mr. Big Shot. Um, and yeah, we, hopefully we'll see you in October when you're yeah. back. Yeah. Thanks for having me again.